0: So a few Saturdays ago, um, I did the most confusing talk of the entire Explained in the Faith series on the rapture and the second coming of Christ and the end times. Um, yes, taking you back to seminary, that was some detailed stuff in the study of Scripture and church teaching of the end times. I'm going to try to, best I can, maybe summarize it a little better here. Uh, because it is detailed, but I want to take you back to seminary with us as we continue our Explaining the Faith series every Saturday. I will be here this Saturday, tomorrow, too, and we'll talk about the image of divine mercy in a, a different way than I've ever spoken, how it is a sign for the end times. But anyway, we as Catholics, we agree with the concept of the rapture. We don't use that term. And we differ in the sense that we believe that there will be a rapture, but at the end of time. There will not be a rapture a thousand years before and then Christ will come and then reign for this thousand years. We Catholics do not believe that. What do we believe? We believe that those Christians who are still living at the second coming will be gathered together uh, with those who have died and will go up with Christ to the Lord. This we believe. So Catholics, as I said, don't use the general term rapture, nor do we believe that there will be a rapture sometime before the second coming. That's what many evangelicals believe, not all, but we believe the rapture will happen at the second coming because this is what scripture says. So who's right? Well, this is what scripture says. So it can't be wrong. Now, the rapture, This kind of misunderstood way, this is unbiblical, and it's based on something called premillennialism. And this is what you, Catholics, are challenged all the time. Like, remember that Left Behind series with Kirk Cameron? I love Kirk Cameron. God bless the guy for standing up to Hollywood and not giving up his values and beliefs. God bless him. I, I admire the man tremendously, but that living. Uh, that, uh, 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 what's the series called, uh, Left Behind, even he admits now, was hokey. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, this is a belief that Jesus will first take true Christian believers to heaven and then return to establish his kingdom on earth, meaning he's here physically again for a thousand years. This is not biblical. What Brother Alex just read is not that, when he read about the thousand years. So let's take a look at this. That premillennialism doctrine fails to recognize that Christ does already reign. Look at Matthew sixteen eighteen. How does Christ reign in his church? In his church, this is what we Catholics believe. So Jesus' second coming will be, be the end of the world. Here's the thing. There will be no need to establish his kingdom after he comes a second time. That's it. The kingdom's already established through the church. Now, the rapture, they believe, is some secret snatching up of all believers to heaven. So, according to dispensationalists, this will happen first. There will be this snatching away of all the people This is the rapture. And then followed by seven years of tribulation. This is where the Antichrist comes. And then the reign of Christ called the millennium. So if you want to understand Protestant belief, or not all Protestants, but a majority, this premillennialism, first there's a rapture where all people are sucked up or snatched up into heaven. Then there would be a tribulation left behind on earth for all the non-good people, including the Antichrist, will reign, but it'll only be the bad people left behind. The good will have been taken away in the rapture. So the rapture happens, then we have this tribulation, the seven years, all right? Seven years of tribulation with the Antichrist, then Christ will reign in the thousand years of peace, called the millennium. So it's the rapture, the tribulation, and the millennium. At the end of the tribulation, Christ will come again to establish this thousand year reign, which we call again the millennium. This is not Catholic doctrine. This is not Catholic teaching because it's not biblical. All right. Catholic doctrine teaches that Christ reigns now in the church and he will be only one second coming. He doesn't come twice. Once. And the fulfillment will be at the end of time. So belief in a literal thousand-year earthly reign, this, millennial, uh, this millennialism, is also called millenarianism. If you've heard either one, they're kind of used the same. Millennialism or the millenarianism. Now, it's rejected by the Catholics. Why? Again, because they talk about two second comings. Christ will come and establish his reign. He's already come. Well, this is his second coming. Well, if he comes to establish his thousand year reign, then that's not the second coming. That's the second coming because then he's going to come again when the world ends. You can't have two second comings. This is not scriptural. And so the whole point of this is they split the second coming into two events. This doesn't happen. All right, Augustine, said that the thousand years in Revelation 20, which is what Brother just read, is a metaphor for the age of the church. Now, this is interesting. You know, until the 19th century, all Christians agreed that the rapture, though we don't call it that, the rapture would only occur at the end of time, before the second coming, at the end of a period of persecution, Then there's the second coming. That's how the church until the 19th century, every Christian believed that. So if a Protestant challenges you on the left behind or the rapture, you could say, well, gee, you know, for 1900 years, you guys believed what the Catholic church believed. Why did you change 1900 years later? The Catholic church has never changed her teaching on this. You changed yours 1900 years after Jesus. So we have to know our faith. So in Revelation 20, verse 1 through 3, we just read, it says the devil will be bound for a thousand years. Okay, brother, Alex just read this. Now, what is that thousand years that the devil was bound? Has it happened? Is it going to happen? Is it happening now? Well, there's a couple of views from the Catholic Church I think are fascinating. Do you know that the Davidic covenant from David, where he established the kingdom, the the throne of the king of David was exactly 1,000 years before Christ. 1,000 years exactly. From David assuming the throne to Christ who fulfilled the Davidic kingdom of the line of David, that was 1,000 years. So this could be possibly that thousand-year reign, or more believe that it was from Charlemagne, basically at the time of the legalization of Christianity, even though he didn't do it, it was someone else, he, he agreed to it, until the vision that Pope Leo XIII had, that Satan told Christ, I need more time, I need more power, and Christ gave him that. Almost like now comes that brief time of unleashing of Satan again that Alex just read. So it says that he will be chained for a thousand years and and there will be this reign in the thousand years. Well, if that's the church, the church was legalized at the time of Charlemagne. And for a thousand years, basically, from the 800s to 1884, a thousand years, that period of time, nobody questioned the church. There was none of this teaching of heresy and—well, I mean, there's always been heresy, I shouldn't say that—but the church was the the governing aspect of society. People's lives were based on the church. It was a thousand years where the church truly reigned. God reigned through his church. And from the 800s with Charlemagne to 1884, 1,000 years, then Pope Leo XIII had a vision that that Satan was released. And now look what we're dealing with. It looks like a release of Satan. Now, we don't know this, but it makes perfect sense. All right. He'll be let out for a time. We're kind of seeing that now. So the millennium will signal the beginning of the end times, which I don't think anybody could argue we might be in. Remember, the end times, we're in it now, ended with the death of the last apostle. Now, Revelation 20, here's what I want to finish. According to church teaching, and I'm going to take you back to seminary now, this is where it got really confusing on my explaining the faith talk, but I'm going to try to summarize it much easier here. Revelation 20 that Alex just read is interpreted in three ways by Protestants. You've probably heard this. Postmillennialism, amillennialism or amillennialism, and premillennialism. Now, what does that mean? It's all about when Christ will come again. Post-millennialism means Christ will come after the millennium. Amillennialism, which is more like Catholic Church teaching, teaches that it's at one instant. And premillennialism is based that Christ will come before the thousand years. Okay, Father, explain this. All right as best I can. The Protestants have three views, as I said. Post-millennialism is the first. Let's talk about that. To them, the post-millennialism view is the world will be completely Christianized, all right, and that the return of Christ will occur after the millennium. That's why they call it post-millennialism. There will be this Christianization of the world and it'll be completely Christianized, and there will be a long period of peace called the millennium, a thousand years. Then Christ will come. At the millennium's end will come the second coming, the resurrection of the dead and the last judgment. Now, what's the problem with that? Father, that sounds pretty good. All right, here's the problem with that. With post-millennialism, Scripture... Never depicts the world as experience a period of complete peace and complete Christianization before the second coming. In fact, the Bible says it's a time of turmoil. All right? There are numerous passages that speak about the age between the first coming and the second coming as a time of great sorrow for Christians. So this isn't biblical. Like the parable of the wheat and the weeds. What does it say? The righteous and the wicked will be planted together and they will grow alongside each other until the end. Well, God will come with his angels and they'll sort the chafe, the wheat from the chafe. So if you believe the post-millennialism view, you, it conflicts with scripture. All right, now, second, there's the amillennialism view. All right. This takes what Brother Alex just read of Revelation 20 symbolically. Okay, doesn't necessarily mean literally a thousand years, because remember, with God, a a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. All right. So this sees the millennium not as a golden age in which the world will be totally Christianized, as we just heard in post-millennialism, but as the present period of Christ's rule in heaven and on earth through the church. Now, this sounds kind of Catholic. We agree, though we don't use the term amillennialism. Amillennialists are most—that's the most Catholic kind of view. All right? They believe that good and evil coexist on earth until the end. That is Scripture. All right. The tension that exists on earth between the righteous and the wicked will be resolved only when Christ comes at the end of time. All right. This counteracts the post view. That's a problem. The post-millennial view is a problem. They, the amillennialists, say the golden age of the millennium is when the heavenly reign of Christ with the saints, with the church on earth, participates in some degree before the Second Coming. We do. The Mass is heaven on Earth. It's a precursor. It'll be better at the end when we fully realize God, but this is our foretaste of it. So Revelation 20 nowhere states that Christ is physically in the flesh here in his reign with the saints. But in a way, he kind of is in the Eucharist, in the Eucharist. All right, and the last one, uh, actually, before I get to that, it does talk about Satan is bound, and he cannot deceive the nations by hindering the preaching of the gospel. This makes sense, what I just said earlier about Charlemagne to Leo the 13th. The gospel was spread, the church was the leaders. The, 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 the society was governed in, in morality. We've lost that, and it's a Satan was let out for a time, like I said, like we kind of see now. All right, so the last one, premillennialism, premillennialism. This means Christ comes before the millennium, not after, as we just described, with postmillennialism, this thousand years, and then Christ comes again. We are now saying premillennialism, which is the most common view, that Christ comes first. Then you have this thousand year where he reigns again on earth. Christ doesn't need to reign again on earth, come again. He already has. It's in the church. So pre-millennialism is currently the most popular among fundamentalists and evangelicals. All right. Most of the books written about the end times were written from a pre-millennial perspective, like the, um, the I keep forgetting the name, a Left Behind series. All right. Like postmillennialists, are you getting all this? This is this is your this is your scripture going back to seminary. This is the joy that I had in seminary, right? I try to sit there in class and figure this all out as, as the priest is trying to teach you this. And that's what I'm trying to do for you. Like postmillennialists, pre believe that the thousand years is an earthly golden age, which the world will be thoroughly Christianized, just like we said with the post-millennialists. The pre believe that, but different from them, but unlike the post-millennialists, they believe that Christ will come before the millennium rather than after. So he will reign physically on earth during that thousand years. Again, this can't be. Christ doesn't come twice, a second coming twice. He comes twice, but the second coming is not twice. That would be three comings of Christ. All right. They believe that the final judgment will occur only after the millennium is over. So Christ comes, we have this millennium of a thousand years, and then the judgment. But scripture does not support a thousand year span between the second coming and the final judgment. These people are saying Christ will come a second time. There'll be a thousand years, and then we'll have the final judgment and the real second coming. You can't have two second comings, and the scriptures never teach that there's a thousand years between the second coming and the final judgment. Scripture teaches that there will be the judgment at the second coming. They are together. There is not a thousand years in between. So that's why we follow the Catholic doctrine. All right, this is, this is it. Now, to finish, what does the Catholic Church teach then? I just gave you all the Protestant views. What is the Catholic position? As far as the millennium goes, we agree with Augustine and basically the amillennialist. That's kind of, even though we don't use the term. Here's the point, everybody. The Church rejects this premillennial position called uh, millenarianism. This is right in the Catechism. The Holy See in the 1940s, judged premillennialism or millenarianism, cannot be safely taught. While we believe in the rapture concept that we will be taken into the heavens, it will not be the same way. It will be at the end of time, not a thousand years before the end of time. People will not be raptured before the second coming of Christ or even before the tribulation. You know, as I said earlier, that they believe rapture, tribulation, millennium. Now this can't be. He's already come. He already reigns. Well, then, Father, why is there evil? Why is there evil? The problem with the rapture is that it denies Christ's teaching. Christ says there will be evil mixed in with the wheat. The weeds will be mixed in with the wheat. The rapture denies Christ's teaching that whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. This is Matthew 16, 24. Now get a load of this. If you believe in the rapture, meaning all the good will be sucked away, then the tribulation, then the millennium, you don't believe that you have to pick up your cross because you were taken away before it, all right? They didn't carry their cross they got taken away. So if you believe that view, you're taken away before your time to carry the cross, the tribulation. As Daniel O'Connor said on our EWTN show, Saint Teresa as said, I envy the people who lived during the tribulation in the time of the antichrist, because the time of grace will be way, way greater than any time in human history. The church on earth will share the fate of Christ, not escape it. What's the fate of Christ? Passion, death, then resurrection. So we too must go through a passion, a death, and then a resurrection. It makes perfect sense. But if you believe in the rapture and then the tribulation, you got sucked up before you had to go through any tribulation. That's resurrection without the cross. Jesus never said you will be resurrected before going through the cross. The cross is the only way to the resurrection. Good Friday is the only way to Easter Sunday. And this is the key. So if you want to be his disciple, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. Not be picked up before you deal with the cross. You will not be picked up before you deal with the cross. Jesus says you must pick up your cross. Then you'll be picked up. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's the meaning of church teaching that's what why we have suffering that's why we will face a tribulation but don't fret don't worry all you got to do is stay in a state of grace you stay in a state of grace by getting to confession and receiving holy communion you have nothing to fear be not afraid
1: are you a Marian helper